All right, folks, here we go. Here we go. All we worked for the four teams that worked hard since the heat of July, the grind of an 18 week season, 17 games, and the now the playoffs, and now the, t the moment is here. Conference Championship Sunday, and a shot at the biggest prize of them all, the Lombardi Trophy, in a couple of weeks. Obviously, for the Eagles, it's their eighth time on, Super on Championship Sunday, the seventh time in this century, and looking forward to it. But obviously, we, 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 know, we know the drill. The Eagles go last, so before we get to these matchups, your thoughts on on this uh, important day of the year, probably the most important day besides the Super Bowl. All right. Well, to me, big game because I haven't seen the Eagles in weeks. All right. You know, I obviously I didn't play in the wild card round last week. I was out. I was out of the country. I didn't get to see that game. I did watch the replay, but you know, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same watching it on replay, especially when you know who won the game and what the <laughs> score was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just watching to see what happened, but overall, it's not the same. So yeah, I'm 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 pumped to watch this game. I'm pumped to see it. One thing I will say, going into last weekend, I was uh, I wasn't this, I wasn't worried about the Eagles, but I was. Uh, I was a split on who I wanted to win that Cowboys 49ers game. All right. Um, the Niners are the better team. We know that. We saw that. So it's like, you know, do I want the Eagles to play the worst team in the Cowboys? And hopefully, hope the Cowboys actually fall off the upset in that game. Or do I just, I hate the Cowboys. Do I just want them to be out right, right away? I don't even want to see them have a shot at the Super Bowl. You know, as an Eagles fan, mm -hmm. so um, it, I was a little bit, I was a little bit, uh, I was a little split on that. On top of that, I, I'm kind of tired of the Niners. Everybody's sweating them like they're this amazing team, and I, I, I would, I, I want to see them out too. So it was a little bit tough, but in the end, I was hoping the Niners beat the Cowboys just because I hate the Cowboys, and I'll deal with the the tougher matchup. I think the Eagles are the better team against either of those two teams, so it's not a big deal. But nonetheless, it's it's a one game situation. Anybody can win. So, nonetheless, it worked out better. I think with the Cowboys out, at least we don't have to worry about them being in the Super Bowl and having to listen to the media sweat Dak and that whole team. Mm -hmm. You got that right. I agree with you. Everything you said. Now, what the question is just what our overall thoughts on who's in? Excuse me. Um. Yes, I was just like you. I was conflicted on what to do with the Dallas and San Fran. You get tired of Dallas folks' mouth. You just want to just shut that mouth. But I also want to do it for them. That's what <laughs> made tomorrow so. I mean, this weekend so pumped up. But I'm I'm fine with them going. And we just focus on beating San Fran, so we can they can all just shut up. And the uh, the other matchup, woof, that's something out. Um, I am currently looking at 
betting lines. Have you noticed how much it's flipped around? That KC Cincinnati, and I'm now I'm going through the 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 line movements. This because I I was puzzled. I turn it on now and I see the KC's favored by two, a, a point and a half, and Cincinnati is favored by two and a half just three days ago. So I'm trying to figure out what happened on Tuesday. There's a lot of activity on Tuesday that pulled the spread all the way down to two and a half for Kansas City, or up, I should say. I mean, I guess uh, maybe the, 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 injury, Holmes, man. the injury. I was going to say, did the injury report come yeah, out? The whole, it's okay. Yeah, and yeah that's what's got money moving back. Yeah, that's crazy. It's the Mahomes injury factor. Ooh, it's the Mahomes injury factor. Yeah. That's why the that's why the lines are going all over the place. It's not been consistent. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. once once they know he's going to play, and they believe that they have the advantage being at home as well. We'll see what happens. So, all right, as we now preview the games, and we will preview first the AFC Championship game, and that will be the the latter, the late game on Sunday. Obviously, a lot of a lot of things had to come together here. Ironically, it's a rematch. How many times have we seen that in recent years? A rematch in a, in, in the same building as last year, but. The stakes are a lot higher and a lot more interesting. Like I said, luckily for the Bengals, they beat the for the Chiefs. They beat the Bill. Bengals beat the Bills, so they wouldn't have to play a game away from Arrowhead Stadium. Because if you take away the two Super Bowl appearances, Patrick Mahomes has been no worse than an AFC Championship home game in his entire career as a starter. This is the fifth consecutive. AFC championship game at Arrowhead mm-hmm. and obviously give, give a lot of credit to them and, and big red and all of them for how strong they've been in a, in a mini dynasty. It's not a big dynasty. You can let you win championships, but for regular season and for postseason purposes, it's a mini dynasty that Kansas city has come on. But Cincinnati is a team that's been threatened. That's not just threatening the threatening the establishment. They've beaten the establishment. Patrick Mahomes has beaten every quarterback he's pretty much faced, with the exception of Joe Burrow, because he's never beaten him. And this is their fourth meeting. And we're going to see what what goes on here. But this should be an interesting matchup. Obviously, Cincinnati is not going to be afraid to go to Arrowhead because they've been there and they've done that last year. Can the Chiefs do things differently this time? and send the homes to a third Super Bowl. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this game to me has a lot of sim- similar vibes to the Niners and Cowboys game last week. Um, just to me personally, dude, I think Cincinnati's a better team overall, just like the Niners were the better team than the Cowboys. So... For me, if the Eagles were to win this week, I'd like to see – I'd probably rather see KC in the Super Bowl. But I'm just so sick of Kansas City and the media. I've said it before. The way that they, they sweat in the homes and, like, the, the plays that he makes, it's like – he's he's my new Brett Favre. I'm so, I'm so tired of it, man. It's like when Brett Favre was in the, ni- in the late 90s and he'd throw, like, a little shovel pass – 
he'd run around throw a little shovel pass and they'd be like oh my god that's the most amazing play i ever saw <laughs> they do the same thing with Mahomes now it's like dude it's it's just it's backyard football he's throwing a little shovel pass you know it's like throwing a you know it's like throwing the the paper on the on the uh on the the, the driveway when you're if you're a paper boy you know it's not it's not the most amazing play i've ever seen you know he does make great plays but I mean, I mean, come on, man! Like the the way that they talk this guy up as if he's like the god of football, it, it, it's, it's insane. It's insane. So I am sick of the I am sick of the Chiefs. I am sick of Mahomes. I'm sick of his family, his brother, his wife. They're 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 a bunch of douchebags. So I just want to see them out. You know, just like the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. I want to see them out. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. To me, it's like it, it's would I rather see the better team in there and have to, to con- compete with a better team or would I rather would I rather have to see a worse team but have to deal with the media hype for the, the actually two weeks for the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's a tough one. But when you look at Cincinnati versus KC in general, Cincinnati won three straight. You know, Burrow's undefeated versus Mahomes. I think we're looking at the next uh, Brady and Manning here, okay? And when we, when we saw Brady and Manning, you know, Manning put up the numbers, but Brady beat him not necessarily every time, but a large amount of the time, especially early in their careers. Brady destroyed Manning early in their careers. And we're seeing a lot of that here with uh, Burrow and Mahomes. Three in a row. Three and oh, Burrow versus Mahomes. Um now, the one thing is these games are always close. They're always decided by – all three of these games have been decided by three points or less. So they are tight. Um, and Cincinnati does have two offensive linemen out. Not that that matters because Cincinnati's offensive line was horrible last year. It's horrible again this year. So is it a big deal that they're missing two other starters? Maybe not. Um, I'm looking at the running backs in this game more than anything, though. You know uh, – Cincinnati has not had a good running game this year, but you look at last week against Buffalo, Joe Mixon went for 105 yards and a touchdown. He had a really good game. And you look at the way uh, Cincinnati played, they dominated Buffalo. So if they can get that running game going, all bets are off, man. If they can get that running game going, they're going to control the clock. They're going to score points. It's going to be over. So uh, KC has to stop that. And the other thing to take keep an eye on is obviously that Mahomes injury and that left tackle there, Orlando Brown. He's been getting beat all year. He, he's he's a guy that gets uh, you know, he, he he the last couple of years he's been getting a lot of praise, but this year he hasn't been very good. And you know he's pretty much the direct result of Mahomes getting injured last week, uh, going up against an underrated Cincinnati defense. He, he could have some problems, and Mahomes could have some problems with that injury. He's not going to have that mobility that he normally has. Okay, he played great last week after after he got injured, but I don't know, man. If this if he was healthy, I think this would this would be even closer than I'm predicting. But I just think Cincinnati's the better team with a healthy Mahomes, an injured Mahomes. I'm going with Burrow. I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to stray from Burrow, just like I don't stray typically from uh, Tom Brady in the playoffs. 
that offense is just that good. You might not have a great offensive line. You got Jamar Chase. You got uh, T. Higgins. You got um, Tyler Boyd. And you got potentially the next Tom Brady at quarterback. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. And the defense is good, too. So I'm going to go Cincy here. It's going to be close. I think both these games are going to be really close. But I'm going to go Cincinnati here with the final score of uh, 34 to 30. All right. You see a shootout. <clears throat> and um, I will say that as we're looking at these highlights from week 14, I think this was, um, the we know that Cincinnati has their number. So about Joe Burrow. He's the only person I know that has Kansas City's number. There's no other team that gets keeps Kansas City shook like the Bengals. To be 3-0 is saying something. And the Chiefs, uh, uh, you see, the running game's okay. You know, the good, nice run here by Mr. Pacheco uh, to get a touchdown in that game. But the running game's pretty more inconsistent. Um, and... Their wide receivers are okay. Uh, I've mentioned before that Holmes runs the show. Now, of course, we got to see Henny architect a 98-yard drive against the Jaguars last week. So maybe the other players are a little better than we think, or Henny's not that bad. And Henny has proven to be maybe one of the best quiet backups out there so while Mahomes is still recovering even though he's saying everything is perfect it can't be he he cannot be uh the way he felt before the injury it's going to be a little lingering and all it takes is someone to land on it just a little bit and he'll start feeling it one more time so he's a he's a tough dude he's going to try to play through the best he can um, but no, Henny might be enough. Maybe Mahomes has been in the way. Maybe Henny will be the one to finally beat the Bengals. I don't know. <laughs> but Joe Burrow is looking phenomenal, as he always does. And we just watched him Sunday go up to Buffalo and say, Mm-mm, "We're not going to uh, have any uh, AFC Championship game in Atlanta. We're going to bring it right to KC." And for their offensive line to be missing three out of the five guys and using what they have left, they did a great job. Or I could say a combination of them and Burrow did a great job to keep Burrow clean in the Buffalo game as they marched down the field to two touchdown drives, uh, the opening two touchdown drives for them. And on top of that, their defense held Bills to 10. So, uh, on that note, with KC, with the uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously the well, besides that fumble he just did there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best tight ends in the game, and with uh, having Mahomes, who's quite going to get the MVP this year, um, and playing at home finally, uh, I mean again, as opposed to going to Atlanta, which they thought they might have to go to, I am picking. The Cincinnati Bengals. They, until Kansas City can beat them, like Ric Flair says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> right now, they can't beat the man. 
and that's Joe B. So I'm going to go with a score similar to the game that just happened that finished 27-24. I think uh, in this case, uh, Cincinnati will win 24-20. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I said y'all both got this as a close game, and you might y'all probably are right. I mean, I'm tired of, of, of Jackson Mahomes myself, man. This guy's goofball, you know. What is he doing <laughs> even close to the damn field? His wife got another child, Brittany, you know, it's all, you know. But, hey, Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. He's one of the, he's the best in the business, you know. So, you can, yeah. he deserves that celebrity. It's, and he, it's do, he does seem like family. a good guy. Like, he, yeah. he seems like family. a good guy. His family's with a bunch annoying. Of his, yeah. his family's annoying. That's the problem. His family's yeah. annoying. Goofball and shit. <laughs> but anyway, on to this matchup. Like I said, this is the fourth time these two have met. And ironically, in the regular season, they've met in Cincinnati. And in the postseason, they've met in Kansas City. But the results have been the same, at least to this point. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how this goes. Obviously, Mahomes' injury last week causes a big, a big stir. They're going to make a big stir of this. Because we know he's not 100%, nowhere near it. He might be put, pushing on a straight face because he knows he doesn't want to not miss this game and ruin another opportunity. But even a healthy Patrick Mahomes still would struggle against the Cincinnati defense, which yeah. has obviously been putting the cap on him the last couple of times they've met, especially last year in the conference championship game where they went up 21 to 3, and all of a sudden everything just changed dramatically. Cincinnati stormed back and took them in overtime. So, will things be different this time? I say it's going to be a bow early, but Cincinnati's not going to fall behind because they're much better at this. You know, the expectations last year was they played with house money. This year, they are that team. They might be that team that everybody fears. And look what they did to Buffalo last week. So, I mean, this is going to be interesting. I mean, Smoking Joe and that and that offense, they're they're just doing what they've been doing. And how about that makeshift O line? Only one sack given up. I mean, as bad as that line looks, I mean that's unbelievable that they only gave up one sack in that game. So, but then again, we've seen Burrow get sacked ten times and win and win a game on the road. So, I mean, to me, Burrow's the quarterback that that's got that number, you know. Like I said, man, you mentioned Brady and Manning back in the early 2000s. I started watching football on the regular then, and Manning and Brady, like I said, Manning put up the great numbers, was the great, better quarterback statistically, but Brady won in close in clutch matchups. And then, again, the defense has played a role too, you know. Obviously, Belichick had his hands on that Patriot defense, and they did a number on Peyton in those days. I remember – the 2003 AFC championship game where they picked them off four times mm-hmm. and it was, and it was sloppy weather with snow and everything else. I remember watching that game. I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> not good, not good at all, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that, that sloppy. I don't know what the weather is going to be like out there in KC on Sunday, but, but I do know this, it's going to be a battle for a while, but, Unlike y'all two, I think that at the end of the day, Cincinnati, I do agree, Cincinnati will win this game, but I don't think it's going to be as close as, as y'all think it's going to be. I think Cincinnati just has, this, has something that just, they take off. 
they're going to take off and, and, and win this game. And I, I, I could see Kansas City being in the mix for a while, but just Cincinnati is just the better team all around. I mean, you know, and, and for Andy Reid, and he's been through this before in conference championship games. He gets out coach. What is this, his 10th conference championship game or something in his career? I mean, this is going to, you know, half the time he's been out coached. And Zach Taylor out coached him last year, and it looks like he's going to do it again this year. As great as Andy Reid is, you know, remember, he and McDad underachieved here in Philly. Yeah, and one for he's five. Still, he's still coaching. And he's still coaching, and he's underachieved there in Kansas City. <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, I just don't see where Kansas City finds any way to win this game. And I and I don't think it's gonna be as close to score as y'all as y'all predicted. So I'm going with Cincinnati to win, win pretty decently, and give, you know, unfortunately a lot of people at the at the arrowhead to head for the turnstiles and home early. So I got the Chiefs the the Bengals winning. And the final score, 37 to 27. Okay, okay. Well, right. talking about the weather, I just pulled it up. So, the high on Sunday in KC, 22. Ooh! That's the high. The low, because this is a 6.30 game, the low is uh, 9 degrees <laughs> with uh, 1 degree uh, real mm, fuel. Mm, mm. You know, 21 mile an hour <laughs> wind gusts. So... It's going to be cold. Oh, yeah. Bitter cold out there. And it could get cold out there in that, in that Midwest. Oh, yeah. So that Mahomes <laughs> that ankle, Midwest. that ankle might uh, that might, that ankle might hurt a little bit tape, more than normal. You got to tape that up even more. You got to tape that up even more. Yeah. When you deal with that kind of weather. Yeah. Factor in the running game, you know, Joe. at least Joe Mixon, he's got talent. Pacheco, you know, he made a, he's, he's made plays here and there, but. He's not a consistent running back. Uh, right. Mixon, Mixon can at least control the clock. So, yeah. well, Mixon uh, is an actual running back. That that number ten guy on uh, that took Tyree's uh, Tyreek Hill's number. He's just a prototypical player, but he's yeah, not even a, no, a known. He's not a known player yet. We don't even yeah. know how good he really is. So, uh, that, he'll never be a that. great player, but he he won't be. He's not bad. He's he's a decent player. Yeah, he yeah he's like Kenny he's like our Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, you know Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott. Yeah, no. yeah he, he 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 he's serviceable. He's serviceable. He's never going to be elite, but he's serviceable. Yeah, exactly. And Matt, right. what was your score? So again? now I had a uh, thirty-four to thirty. That's what I thought. Okay. But yeah, yeah. All right. Well, now we get to the big one, the main event even though this will be the early game because the rotating year and all that stuff. But this is what we've waited for all year, basically since July. You've heard the rumors. You heard the talks. The Eagles would be in the NFC Championship game. A lot of people said the 49ers would would be in the NFC Championship game. Well, the experts got it right, and and the day is here. But obviously, these two teams – They've been on a collision course all year, but this is their they'll be their first meeting this year, obviously. 49ers, what about what a strange tale to get to this this conference style game. They they started the year thinking that Trey Lance was gonna be their guy for the for the next five to ten years. He doesn't even last two 
two games. Then Jimmy G comes back when he didn't think he was even going to be a 49er. Does what Jimmy D does, game manages, team wins games, doing things, but then he gets hurt. And then Mr. Irrelevant comes in Brock Purdy, who is obviously is taking the league by storm here. He's become the fifth rookie to, to be in a conference championship game, but he's the first non-first-round pick to do it. He's actually Mr. Irrelevant, a guy that on August 1st didn't even know he would be even a even in the league overall to now in the biggest moment of anybody's career. Guys, like I said, there's a lot of great quarterbacks in this league that has never gotten the championship Sunday, but he's done it in his very first year on a seven-game win streak himself, 12 games overall for the 49ers. For the Eagles, obviously the Jalen Hurst story, it's been it's been a great deal this year. He has earned everything he's learned. He's the most improved quarterback in this league. An MVP, we'll see if he actually wins it, but obviously it doesn't matter if he doesn't does or not. He's he's our MVP. He's the guy that's been doing great on a roster that's been ex, that's been exceptional. The pass rush is the best pass rush we've ever seen. Over seventy sacks. It's going to be an interesting day on Sunday, but the question is, who has the advantage? Who will prove themselves? to lead their team to Arizona on February 12th, in two weeks from Sunday. Go ahead. All right. Well, you know, I've been on the bench for the last week and a half, so I got a lot to say here, and uh, we'll take a minute here. Um, I'm going to throw some stats at you, and I'm going to give you my analysis of the game overall. Like you said, Brock Purdy, he played great, Okay. Um, I won't. I won't. I won't take anything away from the guy. Um, he's played great. We coming in the season. I was one of the few. Go back and listen to it. I was one of the few that said the Eagles were going to the NFC Championship game. I had them going. Against, I had them going against the Bucks. Okay, um, just because I don't pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs. But I did tell you back then that Trey Lance. If they were going, if they had Jimmy G at quarterback instead of Trey Lance, I would have gone with the Niners. Not only making the championship game, but winning the, winning it and making it to the Super Bowl. Okay, that's what I thought about that team. Okay, um, Lance got injured. Jimmy G got injured. Brock Purdy's come in and played great. So they're there. Uh, Purdy's twelve and zero starting at as a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's it's awesome. Um, he's looking to be the first quarterback and rookie quarterback in NFL history to make the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, he's been great. He's been great. I'll give him that. But I think he's a, uh, I think he's a little bit overrated. Okay. I'm, I'm likening this team. I've been talking about comparing the Eagles since the NFL draft, since the end of free agency last year, comparing the Eagles to the 2017 team. Okay. I've been saying it this whole time. After the draft, I said, if they were to go out and sign James Bradbury at cornerback, like this, that would be the that would be the catapult to this team going from really good to Super Bowl contender. Okay, they went out and signed him. So I've been saying I've been saying it this whole time. I've been I've been making comparisons, and this is another comparison that I I see in this: Brock Purdy, Case Keenum. 
Okay. They're both limited talent wise. Okay. Purdy, Purdy's been great, just like Keenum that year in 2017. He was on fire and he played great for half a season, just like Purdy did this year. Eventually the 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 hammer is gonna hit and it's gonna drop and he's gonna have a horrible game. I think he's due. I think he's due. Um you look at this uh team, the Niners. You know, with, since Purdy took over a quarterback, they've only had two road games, and both games were on the West Coast. They haven't come out. They, they haven't come into the East Coast. Purdy hasn't experienced a, a environment like Philly. You know, where he's going to come in a hostile environment. He's going to deal with an insane crowd going crazy. You know, uh, he hasn't had that. You look at last week against Dallas. You know, his passer rating was eighty-seven point four. Not very good, you know, and and that was with the Cowboys. They had three interceptions that were in that went in the cornerback's hands and they were dropped. You know, that could have been a lot worse for the Niners. And they they didn't play great on offense. Let's face it, what they scored nineteen points. Is yeah. that yeah? I mean, come on, that's not amazing. Dak Prescott pretty much handed them the game. He he choked as usual. <laughs> you know, the defense that, that Niners defense is elite. Let's face it, but. Uh, they're not. They're going to have some trouble against uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts can run the ball. He can pass the ball. The Eagles' offensive line can dominate the line of scrimmage. We can run the ball. We can pass the ball. Um, everything. This now, in terms of like a uh, couple other things, you know, this is the the first NFC Championship game. Going talking about Dallas, this is the first NFC Championship game where both starting quarterbacks, neither of them were alive. Last time Dallas made the NFC Championship game. <laughs> and, uh, I'll throw that out there. It was losers. <laughs> it was Jerry Jones, man. Um, but, uh, but, uh, Ain't that another, shit. <laughs> yeah. One other thing, man. Uh, two of the last three teams that beat the Niners in the playoffs, they won the Super Bowl. You know, last year the Rams knocked off the Niners. They had that big comeback in the NFC Championship game. Uh, three years ago, the Chiefs had the big comeback against the Niners in the Super Bowl. So, if the Eagles can pull off the victory here, hey, maybe history repeats itself three out of four times, you know? Um, and one thing that the Niners haven't had to deal with is a running quarterback all year, okay? Jalen Hurts, he, he's a different breed that they've had to deal with. Um, overall, they've had 50 total quarterback runs, running plays all season that they've they've got their defense has gone against. They haven't had a deal with a guy that like Jalen Hurts that can get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs, runs the ball consistently. Um that could be a big thing. And let's face it, as good as Brock Purdy has been, 12 and 0, all that, Jalen Hurts is 14 and 1 this year as a starter. He's uh 18 and 2 in his last 20 games as a starter. Okay. I mean it's not like he's been a mom. <laughs> he's a, if, if it wasn't for that injury and he missed two games, he'd probably be the favorite to win the MVP this year. So beyond all those little stats there, here's the way I look at this game. This is all about two, three things. The line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and the quarterback position. I think the Eagles have the advantage in all three. Their offensive line is elite. They can dominate anybody, even an awesome defense like the 49ers. 
Um, Lane Johnson may have some injuries. 85 Lane Johnson at 85% is better than any other right tackle in the NFL. All right. He's going to go against uh, Bosa. I still think he's going to neutralize Bosa, just like he neutralized uh, Micah Parsons and pretty much every other pass rusher he's faced. What has it been, two years since he allowed a sack? <laughs> you know? That's I mean, insane. It's That's insane. insane. Yeah. This offensive line can dominate. Defensive line, like Rob said, we've, we've had 75 sacks this year. Um, insane, insane numbers. Um, and Brock Purdy, let's face it, as good as he's been, he hasn't faced a lot of pressure, but when he has, he's been he's been tur- turnover prone. He's been skittish when he actually has that pressure in his face. He's going to get pressure, all right? Um, and then lastly, it's the quarterback position in general. Jalen Hurts is just the better quarterback. We know that. We know that. Brock Purdy's come on like a like – a, he's, he's been great, but uh, Jalen Hurts has been even better. He's, he's just a better player, better leader, better everything. Um, so overall, when I look at this game, I see – the, the the path for the Eagles is pretty clear, okay? On defense, we're going to uh, – we're going to play – we're not going to blitz a lot, okay? I know the Eagles fans hate it that we don't blitz all that. We're not going to blitz a lot. The, the Niners are a team that runs a lot of misdirection, a lot of uh, – a lot of uh, uh, all that stuff, you know, misdirection, all that Um we're not going to blitz and get over aggressive and miss tackles and all that. We're going to have the front four getting pressure on, on Purdy, put the back seven, try to stay uh, disciplined, um, keep an eye on. Obviously, we got like guys like Christian McCaffrey, um, Debo Samuel. You know, there's going to be sort of like a fake reverse to Debo and a swing out to the McCaffrey in the in the in the flat. You know, the defense is going to have to be ready for that. So they got to stay disciplined. And I think uh, Gannon's going to be preaching that all week. Offensively, it's going to be about that offensive line and about the play calling. Okay. That offensive line, I think, can dominate this game. Okay. But I think we need to run the ball. I think we need to focus on dominating the line, running the ball, controlling the clock which is the, the big question I have about this because we have seen Nick Sirianni, not just Sirianni and Steichen, but going back forever, you know, Peterson, uh, Andy Reid, they tend to get caught up throwing the ball, you know. Uh, we got mm-hmm. to run the ball early and often and control that clock, and I think they know that. I think there will be points in this game where we do get caught up throwing the ball too much, but I think they will make adjustments. Um, and I do think that we're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. And I do think we're going to run the ball a lot and control the clock. We're going to keep uh, we're, we're going to keep that, that San Francisco offense off the field. I do think we're going to let up a lot of yards between, between the twenties, but I think we're going to place a bend, but don't break defense. Once they get in the twenties inside in the red zone, um, I think that defense is going to come up with some big plays. We're going to hold them to field goals, if not potentially a couple turnovers. And I think the Eagles pull it out. It's going to be tight. It's going to come down to the last couple minutes of this game. But uh, 
I think the difference in this game is going to be turnovers. And I think I, I see Brock Purdy having two, maybe three, based upon the, the pressure that our defense is going to cause. And uh, for Jalen Hurts, I see just no more than one turnover. I don't see him turning the ball over in this game. So I think that's going to be the difference. I'm going to go with the Eagles in a late field goal. Final score, I'm going to say uh, – 27 to 26. Oh, okay. Well, that was quite the, the breakdown. And I, I just keep mine nice and simple. The Eagles will win. <laughs> I'm putting hold hard cash on it. I'm putting my money <laughs> That's right. I put money where my mouth is. And when I go down to live casino tomorrow afternoon, I'm smacking down a cool C note on the boys. And let me tell you why. The Eagles are not not five, four, three, or two. Number one in sacks this year. Numero uno. As I'm playing these highlights from last year's game, where we lost 17 to 11. Oh, let me stop this. 17 to stinking 11. Know what, know what else happened in that game or what didn't happen? Eagles had no sacks. <laughs> and if they had just converted that ridiculously deep pass to Quez Watkins, they got right down to the 10 yard line and went four and out. And, and I say four and out. But they uh, gave it up on fourth down. That's the reason why they lost. So they could have won that game. And the Eagles turned up. And the turnovers in that game, zero. Period. No one turned the ball over in that game. And Jalen was off. He was on 11 for 23, 12 for 23, 190 yards. Um, But his running game was solid, 10 carries, 82 yards. (laughs) Miles was just 13 for 55, game well. Uh, some carries in 14 yards. So they had no problem running on them. And the deep ball was there, as you saw the one time, but not consistent enough. Um, as Jalen was in his first season starting, his game two. This was game two last, last year. So I remember watching that game and saying, well, we should have still won this thing. We we still should have won that game. and But uh, Jimmy G was the quarterback at the time. He played efficiently 22 for 30 something like that um so it, it wasn't too bad it was, it was a tight game and the eagles were on the wrong side of the of that one thing i, I say i expect uh where i may go um against you in this case matt i expect for and it's not normally me saying this i expect the eagles to put the ball in the air I'm looking for a 35 to 27 split passing to rushing. I'm expecting the Eagles to the last week when they ran for 246 yards, I expect them to cut that in half and put those yards over on the passing side and pass over 300 yards because their <laughs> secondary is 20th in the league in passing and the and their second their defense as much as we talk about the defense, they are 31st in red zone D. That's amazing. Yeah. So the key is get in that red zone. Now, it didn't work for us last year. That's last year. This year, 
get in that red zone, punch them, and get, get a touchdown. Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, are almost either one or two with red zone offense. Am I correct? When converting for touchdowns. So there's your, your matchup, right? Get there. We're getting touchdowns. Put that ball in the air against this weak D, a weak secondary. Run the ball. Yes, you, you can't ban it, ever ban and running it. And I suggest they'll probably start with that. But I'm not expecting them to get a whole lot out of it. I think they're going to have to put it up over their heads and get busy. And I expect to win the turnover battle with two picks from Purdy, like you said. The Eagles may give up a fumble. So we should still win two to one on the turnover battle. And so I'm anticipating a score of 27 to 14. Nice, okay. smoke them. <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, one thing I will say, though, you know, I'm not saying not to pass the ball at all. I'm just saying I think they got to come out running the ball early and often, and mm. then I think they can. I'm. I don't. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, we're going to go for two yards per carry. I think they can dominate mm. the line of scrimmage, mm. and then once those safeties come up, I do expect a couple big plays deep to say Quez. AJ Brown, you know, maybe a screen pass here and there to Dallas Goddard that he turns into 15, 20 yard game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do, I, I do expect some passes, but I just, I, I, I would, I would like to see a balanced offense. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's going to lean more on the passing side. I think they will. They love to anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think they'll do it knowing those other numbers, but uh However they win it, I'm happy. Hey, a win's a win. That's all I care about. <laughs> well, like I say, y'all did y'all announce this? Long as it went by two I'm and a half. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to pay attention to that to that game. That was last year. That was week two. <laughs> I mean, God rest God rest my dad's soul. He could have saw that game. I don't even think he would have cared if if he was around to see that. But obviously, when you look at this. At, at these two teams, I mean, they've been on a collision course, and until last weekend, everybody was pitching their their stuff with the 49ers until they saw what the Eagles did to the Giants and what the Cowboys did to the what they did to, and what the 49ers did to the Cowboys. And when I look at that Cowboys game, obviously, well, Matt obviously didn't watch it, but Kwame and I we were watching it over at our buddy Mike's house or you watched the first half before you got flat tire leaving. Yeah. Obviously, it, it wasn't like – it just tells me that Brock Birdie is still a rookie and he's going to make mistakes. And he's a part of that – of one of those NFL myths that just doesn't – that never comes true. 300-yard rusher and a rookie quarterback starting in a Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're absolutely right. I think this defense is going to going to haunt Purdy in this environment, even though the weather on Sunday is going to be respectable, you know. But still, this is a tough environment. This is this is Philly, you know. And like I said you compare him to Case Keenum. You know, Keenum was pretty good for the Vikings in 2017, you know. And and obviously, once he played here, he got exposed and never played another game. Never start, never start another game for them. So, 
not saying that that's going to happen to Purdy. I think he's earned the starting job here, and he'll get better from here. But yeah, like I said this, this this is going to be this is going to be kind of a field battle. And like I said I'm I'm still a little nervous about the game, but I think the Eagles are going to have the advantage. I think that like I said, the line of scrimmage is where it's going to be the battle. Obviously, we have all the tools, and y'all didn't bring this up, but Avante Max has been activated. He is back yeah. in the lineup. That means. Every starter on both sides of the ball will play in this game. Mm. So there's no excuses. Mm. There's no mm. excuses at all. Mm. Yeah, so at the end of the day, to me, you know, the 49ers will bring the heat, but they're just they're just not on the same level when I look at it. I mean, you know, we can stop the run, and that's going to hurt Christian McCaffrey. We can control the pass, and that's going to hurt Debo Samuel. And then obviously – George Kill, you know, the tight end position hasn't been great. It has been good, but let's be honest. I, I, George Kill is not the George Kill of 2018. This, he's, he's missed a step, you know. He's not the elite tight end that he once was. He could still make some plays, and maybe, he'll, and maybe he'll make a play or two. He might be the best receiver out there on Sunday for them. But at the end of the day, this Eagles team is just too deep. They're just too much. And like you said, Jalen Hurts runs the ball. He can pass the ball well. Of course, they have a bat. You know, Forty Niners has a very bad passing off uh, passing defense. So, of course, this is the game AJ Brown steps up. Last week he was very upset, even though we blew out the Giants. He didn't do very much of little. Every time it seems like that happens, AJ Brown comes back the next week and has one of those those kind of games where he goes for mm, one fifty and two yeah. or three touchdowns. And I have mm. a feeling he's going to have. He's going to have one of those kind of games. I just feel like AJ Brown's going to show up. And he's just going to ball, and if he's if he's doing that, there's there's no way this the 49ers are going to win this game. And Brock Purdy, I think, is going to get sacked about seven times in this game. I just think that he's just not. He's just to me, you know, rookie quarterbacks they feed off of that. Defenses like ours would feed off of young of young experience of rookie quarterbacks, and I just think that. Brandon Graham will have two. Hassan Ray could have three. I mean, I, I just think it's going to be it's going to be one of those kind of games. But I still think that at the end of the day, I think the 49ers will score some points. It's just that, like you said, Matt, bend or don't break defense. That means that they probably will score at at times. But the Eagles will outscore them. So at the end of the day, by the fourth quarter even though it still might be a little bit of a threat at the end, the Eagles will do enough to make sure that they take care of their business. And I'll be cashing in my money in Delaware. Kwame will be cashing in his money in, in the city. Some we're all going to celebrate a fourth NFC championship and a trip to Arizona for some, for some of us that we know. So Eagles, win this game, win the NFC, and start packing their bags for Glendale. And the final score, 34 to 27. Okay. 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 And like I want to clarify. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. Like I said, the only thing that worries me even a little bit about this game is uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan and his game plan. You know, the uh, he's going to have a lot of misdirection. He's going to have a lot of pre-snap motions. He's going to 
find a way to get the ball in his playmaker's hands in, in space, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Um, these guys are going to get the ball in their hands, and our, our secondary needs to make the tackles. We can't miss tackles. Um, if we can do that, I think we're good. But that's a lot to ask, <laughs> you know. But the fact that, like like Robbie said, we got Avante Maddox coming back, so Gardner Johnson moves back to safety. We got Johnson. Uh, we got Epps back there at safety. Reed Blankenship can rotate in there. Um, we got some guys that can that that are fairly sure tacklers, and I think it's I think it bodes well for us, especially with the amount of pressure our defensive line should get. But We'll see. We just have to be disciplined on D. Yeah, and I want to clarify some some statistics I had mentioned. Now I said San Fran was to dead last in the or second to last in score, red zone scoring D. Now I'm seeing here it has them at 18th, which is not the second to last, but it's still not great. Eagles yeah. are 11. But what I think they may have been talking about, and let me try to change this, uh, which I'll show you the screen I'm looking at here. They're on the road, and that might have been what they're referring to. Can you see that? On the road, they fall all the way down to, like, fourth from last. 72% of the time on the road, they give up uh, touchdowns. It's all just touchdowns, so it doesn't include field goals. So the stat might have been right about scoring in the red zone because field goals weren't put in. This is just TDs. But that is really bad on the road to give up 72% of the time the team gets in the red zone. Yeah. And going to score, <laughs> you know. And the on the scoring offense, uh, I was looking at – where was that? Oh, red zone offense – you won't believe who's number one, but uh, Philly is number three, which San Fran is 20th in red zone offense touchdowns overall. Your number yeah. one team is these characters, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, why are you worrying about them? They're done. They're that's what I'm saying. Don't worry about them. <laughs> that, that's no, 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 like I said. And they was, were just playing. That was looking yeah. for us because they hate for that. Yeah, the Cooper stats. Uh, yeah. But, but like I said, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here on Sunday. And like I said, we'll, we'll look back on it on our special night Tuesday. So join us Tuesday Sorry. for the look back. Same time. No, cha- no change of time. Same time, but on a Tuesday, on a special night, Tuesday. So, like I said, hopefully the Eagles w- will will do their business, oh, and we'll see what happens with the Bengals and the and the Chiefs. Obviously, that should be a, a barn burner. Both games should be really good, and we'll have a lot to talk about Tuesday. So, join us then. Enjoy the football this weekend. That's right, Eagles. Hopefully.